0: The Innovators Network, streaming now on iHeart.com
1: and the Odyssey app,
0: 860 AM, The Answer.
1: Sponsored by The Way to My Heart Incorporated.
2: Welcome to the heart of innovation, 60 minutes that can save life and limb with new breakthrough ideas and innovation changing the healthcare landscape. Brought to you by patient advocacy group, TheWayToMyHeart.org. In partnership with Cardiovascular System Incorporated's patient advocacy campaign, Take a Stand Against Amputation. Here are your hosts for the heart of innovation, Emmy Award-winning journalist and founder of The Way To My Heart, Kim McNicholas, and interventional cardiologist and founder of the Save My Piggies Health Education Series, Dr. John Phillips.
3: And welcome to the Heart of Innovation, 60 minutes dedicated to saving life and limb. This is our very first episode. And the goal of this show is to bring together doctors, patients, researchers, innovators, decision makers, and so much more to share ideas that will shape the new paradigm in healthcare, specifically when it comes to vascular diseases, which remain the number one killer. Here in the United States. A big component of the show is about empowering you, the patient, with the information you need to become a true advocate for yourself and your family, as well as to raise your voice to help improve patient care. Now, in today's show, we are going to share with you more of what you can expect from this program each week, as well as to better understand who we are and why we are here with you today, so passionate about saving life and limb. We will also take your calls to join into the conversation. Our call-in number is 1-888-367-5329. That's 1-888-367-5329. And remember, the advice and views offered here during this program are purely for educational use only. Always check with your own healthcare provider before acting on any advice Offered here, and without further ado, thank you so much for being a part of our inaugural episode. Dr. John Phillips is here with us, my co-host. John, you're right off a trip to South Africa and just getting your your land legs back over here.
1: Uh, yes, 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 Kim, I am, and uh, man, I'm so excited to be on this show. I appreciate really the opportunity to co-host this with you. We've uh, we've known each other for a, a while now, and. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, you're exactly right. This show is for for you, the patient out there. Um, We're passionate about uh, raising awareness, not only for peripheral arterial disease, but cardiovascular disease in general. Did you know that even in your first decade, you start developing signs of blockages in the arteries and it just continues to progress? And unfortunately, if you're a Westerner, you're most likely either going to die from cardiovascular disease or cancer. And uh, this show is is hopefully going to allow the patients and doctors and, and innovators within the fields to uh, come together and uh, raise awareness and really just have a good time. So I'm super stoked. Appreciate the opportunity. And uh, let's let's have some fun.
3: Yeah, I'm right off. Uh, I'm a little jet lagged. I got in at 1 a.m. But just to give you an example, I mean, we're really on the cutting edge. I just got back from. NCVH, another top interventional cardiologist, Craig Walker, has a fantastic cutting-edge conference where they talk about advanced tools and techniques for unblocking arteries. And one of the big conversations was, how do we get this diagnosed sooner when it comes to vascular issues? And you even saying that in the first decade of life, there are signs and symptoms that, wow, what if we knew earlier could we make critical changes at that point to prevent heart disease from advancing um, to a point of heart attack, stroke, and um, with peripheral artery disease, which is the plaque buildup in the leg arteries mainly, but also in the arms and sometimes the, the brain as well. Um, you know, how do we get to those sooner and pre- prevent those from progressing early on for people so they can live a longer, healthier life?
1: You know, Kim. In my opinion, it's all about raising awareness and and early education. Unfortunately, I think we've all seen the shift in our in our Western civilization and to immobility. Very, you know, kids and my children are um, not prime examples, but they spend a fair amount of time on their phones uh, in their rooms, not outside running around being active. And the more sedentary lifestyle you lead. Um, the more uh, kind of inappropriate foods you eat that all kind of builds up and, and everything seeing, has sugar
3: yep. or high fructose corn syrup these days, it's hidden in everything.
1: Well, and we're seeing kids uh, develop, you know, elevated glucose levels and pre-diabetics uh, are, are in the, in the millions in this country. So we just have to be, we have to be mindful because like when you talk about vascular disease, we, we kind of lump, peripheral arterial disease, that's mainly blockages in the leg arteries. We talk about coronary disease, so blockages in the heart arteries. And then we talk about cerebrovascular disease. The problem is, is that about 63% or 65% of patients with peripheral arterial disease also have blockages in the other, in those other beds. So we call it kind of polyvascular disease. And those are the people that are really the sickest of the sick. And those are the people that need to need to listen to shows like this and 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 really get with their healthcare professionals and understand their disease process and do what they can to mitigate their risks.
3: Right. Three in five people who suffer a heart attack have the plaque buildup in their legs and it only takes two seconds and two fingers for every single primary care doctor to just even feel the leg pulses of every patient, especially diabetics over the age of 40, but everyone over the age of 50 to see if they have turbulent flow in their, in their legs, um, how the pulses are doing, make sure that they're you know, bounding pulses in the legs because it can indicate, your legs can indicate the health of your heart as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it, to some degree, it's a little bit of a lost art, the exam because everybody's busy and we spend a lot of time in front of our computer on the electronic medical record doing appropriate charting. But to your point, you take an extra minute or two and assess the patient's vascular status with just your fingers looking for pulses and then talking to the patient, too. The patients are those, you know, the patients are, is going to tell you what's wrong with them.
3: Yeah, they are. They just have to listen. But I know you as an interventional cardiologist, you probably deal with the very limited times that you have with your patients, you know, 15 minutes sometimes, and half that time needs to be spent taking the notes. And so you don't have as much time to really just touch the patient, to feel for an aneurysm in their abdomen, to feel their foot pulses. And there's so much that patients can do. And I think that that's going to be a big component of this show is to really empower you, the patient with the right information to help become a partner in your health, in your own health, and um, hopefully slow the progression or even prevent the progression of these vascular diseases. Now we have to take a quick break. So don't forget, this is a live calling show. So write or type this number down and save it. So if you have questions or insight to share, you can join the conversation. Again, it's 1-888-367-5329. 1-888-367-5329. And we will be right back with more the heart of innovation. So stay keep listening,
1: keep listening, folks.
2: Welcome back to the heart of innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips.
3: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Remember, this is a live call-in show, so write this number down and use it, 1-888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. You know, tell us what you'd like to hear us address, and remember the advice and views offered here, educational and informational purposes only. Always check with your own healthcare provider who knows you best to get their explicit consent before acting on any information provided here. With that being said, you know, before the break, Dr. Phillips, we were talking just about the purpose of the show and some of the issues and why we're focusing on vascular diseases such as heart disease and peripheral artery disease. Peripheral artery disease is something that we are going to address a lot because most people don't know they have it and it impacts one in I think five over the age of 60, one in three diabetics over the age of 40. And when you're talking about, I heard a number that 40% of people in the United States are either pre-diabetic or diabetic. Most of you need to make sure that you are urging your primary care physician to take two seconds and two fingers to feel your leg pulses because it could save Life and Limb. So what makes this show different, Dr. Phillips? What are you excited about in terms of all of what people are going to be able to experience as we move forward every Saturday?
1: And just to dovetail real quick on what you said about PAD, there's 220 million people worldwide that have peripheral arterial disease. Unfortunately, about half that have it based on some simple testing don't know they have it. Patients with peripheral arterial disease, they don't die from that blockage in the leg artery. They die from a stroke or a heart attack, and that and that's and that's why we're here to answer your other question. We or you and I connected about two years ago when um, we were brought together uh, in the setting of my desire to have a podcast for patients, and uh, I called I call it Save My Piggies, and basically what I wanted to do was. Interact with patients and hear their their story, their story about their peripheral arterial disease, because a lot of times patients that have peripheral arterial disease, they don't know they have it until it's too late. Um, a little kind of discoloration on the great toe, for example, can can be a, a sign that you have severe peripheral arterial disease. And if you don't know how to recognize that, it can lead to a missing toe, a missing forefoot and a missing leg and what i want to do with this show and i think of myself as a physician kind of the coach and not the quarterback of that patient's care and it's all about in my opinion empowering the patient i want them to be the quarterback we give them a playbook they've got to execute the plays i want the patients who or those that listen to this show i want them to be empowered ask the right questions and save the piggies prevent those amputations which can lead to you know significant comorbidities and mortality and increased mortality rates in this patient population. So I'm an interventional cardiologist, basically a plumber. And um, I got interested in peripheral arterial disease about 10 years ago when I started my practice and I spend a lot of time opening blocked arteries in patients legs who have blockages that are causing difficulty when they walk, but also mainly blockages that are leading to ulcers that can lead to limb loss and, and ultimately death.
3: Right. So what is it, though, that really made you passionate about PAD and unblocking arteries, particularly in the legs? Because, you know, when you, you were first starting out in your initial training, why is in unblocking arteries in the heart?
1: You're right. Well, it's it's again, this kind of unmet need back at, at that time. The diagnosis of PAD, so 10 years ago or so, was less than what it is right now, just because people weren't really you know, they didn't really know what it was, so to speak, the patients at, at least. And the other thing was what got me um, inspired to connect with you and others like you is the fact that there's no advocacy patients. There's there's no face to peripheral arterial disease. And I always comment that patients, there's there's faces to cancer, breast cancer. We know a lot of famous people that have had it and survived it, um, but we don't have really have a face for PAD. And my goal was to do the Save My Piggies and bring lots of faces to PAD and allow the patient to be that quarterback for their care. Learn about their disease process and ask the right questions. Don't get pigeonholed into one treatment plan or another, but know enough about your disease that you can find the right doctor and, and health care team that's going to allow you to uh, heal that wound if there is a wound from that blockage or get the blockage fixed um, and and ultimately have a more fruitful life.
3: And I think that's what's going to set this show apart is you can go on to Dr. Google. Your doctor can provide you with a lot of collateral assets. But what this is going to be is a living, breathing, evolving conversation about what's happening in healthcare today and, and the sharing of real life stories and helping you, the patient, live right here on the air and navigating your healthcare. Um, It's going to be really important. We want you to become a part of the conversation. We are going to be live at conferences bringing you straight to the cutting edge tools and techniques that are being used that you'll be able to talk to your doctor about to understand that different doctors have different tools, different techniques, um, and you need to always get a second opinion because innovation in this space, new techniques, new tools, it's moving at the speed of light, and we are going to do our best to help you to keep up with everything that's happening. We are going to call physicians live while they're in clinic, while they're on their rounds, when they have just taken their gloves off following a procedure. We are going to bring those conversations to you live and you are going to be a part of it. You are going to be able to share your insights and ask your questions.
1: We're going to make it real, right, Kim? I mean, this is going to be real. It's like you said, living, breathing. We want interaction with patients and physicians and healthcare providers. We want tough questions. We'll do our best to answer them. And I always say, if I don't know the answer today, we'll get back to you next week and get it, but it's going to be awesome.
3: Now coming up after the break, you'll find out why I am so passionate. No, I am not a doctor. No, I am not a clinician. I am an Emmy award-winning journalist. What inspired me to go from Emmy award-winning journalist to peripheral artery disease activist, That's coming up next, right here on The Heart of Innovation. So stay with us.
2: Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist, Kim McNicholas, and interventional cardiologist, Dr. John Phillips
1: hello everybody welcome back we are already in the second uh half hour of the show we're having a blast this is a live call-in show the number is 888-367-5329 so please call us with any questions comments clarifications so kim at that last segment we were just kind of touching base about you were asking me why i got into peripheral arterial disease and and critical limb ischemia and how we kind of connected um I'd like you to share with the audience why you're so passionate about peripheral arterial disease and how you went from uh, journalist to you know what finance and and energy to pivoting to to the medical um, the medical space. Before I, I kick it to you, I just want to say that when you and I connected two years two plus years ago about this Save My Piggies" podcast, what I I. It was amazing to me how passionate you were about peripheral arterial disease and i I was curious i'm like what why does this individual love pad you know or is so passionate about pad and raising awareness and really getting patients um you know involved and the more i learned about what your mission was the more i was um, really impressed and i'm just so so happy that we're able to finally get the get a show off the off the ground so kim take it away tell us tell us about yourself
3: We are. It's all about bringing this information now to the mainstream. I just think that we're on the cusp where there are so many amazing organizations now that are all raising awareness for PAD or peripheral artery disease. And, you know, as you said, I'm an Emmy Award winning journalist, and I have always been known to immerse myself in, you know, stories. And I ended up with an opportunity to put my journalism on hold for a moment and run a global startup competition with Sir Richard Branson, the Virgin Brands, Sir Richard Branson as our anchor judge. And I thought, God, I've never done anything like that before. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm a great writer, great journalist, but I don't know about that. And I remember he said this distinctly, don't let what you don't know and have never done before get in the way of doing something great. Sometimes it's what you don't know that could end up being your greatest asset in creating disruption in any industry. So just say yes, trust yourself, trust your experience and what you can bring to the table and just get it done. Just do it. And so I ended up helping to turn that startup competition, the Extreme Tech Challenge, into the world's largest startup competition of its time. And it's gotten even bigger uh, ever since. And it was during that experience that I ended up discovering that healthcare innovation was moving at the speed of light. There were a lot of startups in the space and so many great things happening. And I got the opportunity to launch a radio show, Kim McNicholas on Innovation, back in 2015, I think it was. And I was able to bring a lot of these new healthcare companies to the forefront. And it was during that time I ended up learning about a new device that Doctors had told me they thought would change the game in cardiovascular disease. But the first leg of the journey in bringing this device to market was starting with the legs. Ha, you know, the, the first leg of the journey, you get that, um, was starting with the legs. And they needed to unblock arteries in the legs first, prove the concept there, and then go and start trying to unblock arteries in the heart. I ended up traveling to nearly a dozen countries, more than 30 states watching hundreds of doctors perform thousands of hours of procedures in which they used all kinds of different techniques to treat both peripheral artery disease and heart disease. But mainly at the time, it was peripheral artery disease. I watched bypasses. I watched amputations, which you can't unsee an upside-down leg in the garbage can. And that literally changed my life and my whole perspective. I had to start bringing this information to the patients in seeing in one hospital that a leg is being saved. And then in another hospital, even one hour away, a doctor is using a more advanced tool and technique and saving a leg. And so I just started informally bringing that information to patients online. And it wasn't until my dad ended up on the verge of a heart attack. He started having indigestion is the way he described it. And, and, we went to the doctor and the doctor said, here's some Prilosec, have a nice day. And I said, my dad has a history of heart disease in his family. Is that. Is it possible that he has, uh, you know, a blockage in his heart? And they said, no, he's complaining about burping and indigestion and this and that. I said, mm, I want to push for an ECG. And so at first she resisted. But then I said, here's my credit card. Don't worry about Medicare. I'll pay cash. And she did Was the cash. Oh, it was a huge issue. She said, said, I don't have a diagnosis code to input in there because his symptoms, to me, indicate that it's actually indigestion and needs Prilosec. And I said, "Mm, I I don't think sometimes the patient knows. And sometimes the patient can steer the doctor in the wrong direction. And that's where you have to kind of stop for a second. And lo and behold, the ECG showed an abnormality. But Kim,
1: that's why we're here, right? Exactly. The patient doesn't know. And this, our job is to, because not every dad has a Kim, right? (laughs) And um, so this is, this is exactly why we're here. So the patient knows and they can be the quarterback.
3: Exactly. You you can't, you know, you, you can't sit there and as the patient and steer the doctor, you need to just sometimes be very candid about your symptoms, but also know the right questions. And we're here to help you with the right questions to ask in order to catch, because Early diagnosis equals early treatment equals a better quality of and longer life. And it was at that point in in that experience and and traveling the world and seeing how doctors were unblocking arteries that I was able to say to these um, doctors, now, wait a minute, you're not just going to throw him on the table now and do whatever you will using whatever tools and techniques you have at your fingertips. I want to know exactly where are these blockages? What tools are you using? And the doctor said, oh, no, no, don't worry about that. You know, we're going to do whatever we do anyway. We have the best doctors. And I said, no, I want a CT scan. He said, no, not very good imaging. I said, doc, what about a 256 slice CT scan? And the doctor said, oh, yeah, we just got one of those. Uh, 3D modeling of the heart. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So we were able to, after that, sit down with the interventional cardiologist and talk him down from placing five stents to one stent and seeing how they went going forward and how my dad's lifestyle modifications in the next year would impact or slow the progression of disease. And I've decided to start the way to my and it and we provide education high-touch advocacy, I support people during their appointments, I show up like I do with my dad, and we have our team of wellness experts that do the same, and we follow up with the, each patient afterwards to help strategize on their lifestyle modifications to ensure that they don't fall through the cracks and that they are ending up with a better quality of life. And we'll continue my story coming up in just a moment. We have to hit another break, another educational segment, we so stay with us.
1: We have to pay for the show. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Stay
2: with us. Welcome back to the Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr.
1: John Phillips. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Again, this is a live call-in show. If you have any questions, comments, etc., call us at 888-367-5329. Kim, before that last uh, segment uh, break, we you were kind of just sharing us about the weight of your heart and how uh, really a big part of what you want to accomplish is, is patient advocacy, not only with the if they need a procedure, but also before that, lifestyle modifications, things like that. Why don't you Can you go into that a little bit further?
3: Yeah, it started out really with being able to say what I did for my dad and the high-touch advocacy based on the knowledge that I you know, gained through thousands of hours inside these procedures, watching these doctors perform successful operations um, with using minimally invasive tools, especially. Um, I wanted to provide that at scale to everyone and provide them with the critical questions to ask their doctor. But then as part of that, I was in a a procedure um, with a doctor and he was doing amazing work with some of the most complex lesions at a large hospital in the South. And I said, I really want to interview you. He said, let's go to my clinic first before I can do this interview. I have a couple more patients just to talk to, and you can join me there. And it was his last patient of the day, uh, an African-American man that was actually 50 years old. You would have thought he was in his eighties. And he said, I have some bad news for you. We've already tried to unblock your arteries in your legs. And you're just going to have to keep coming back. So let's just delay the inevitable and perform an amputation. And the man burst in tears, a grown man crying and said, OK, Doc, yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. And he left. And it just broke me. I said, hey, Doc, what What the heck? Because I'm not allowed to say anything in front of the patient. Right. And I said, I don't understand you. I saw you do more complex cases earlier. And he said, this is a black man from the projects. He's not going to take care of himself, not stop smoking, not eat right, doesn't walk. And I said, gosh, doc, do you support him? Does he have a support system? I said, that is really discouraging. And that's when I started learning about the real disparities in healthcare, And it's a real, you know, whether or not you get an amputation or your leg is saved, a lot of times depends on the zip code that you're in. And it's very tragic. And so I really made it a big component of what the way to my heart does is reaching out to these communities, providing the healthy food, providing transportation to and from appointments, helping them with their smoking cessation. It's really an important component. It's that support network, not just saying, go do this. But it's saying, hey, we're going to hold your hand along the way. We know it's hard. And actually, we have a a patient on the line right now, um, Douglas, who has been working with the weight of my heart. And he not only started walking because of us, but he actually is now leading our walking community. Douglas, hello. Thanks for calling in. I'm here. Great. Um, so,
4: you do you have a question for uh, for us for Dr. Phillips? Yes, sir, I do. Uh, so, I, I I've also learned a lot since I've been a part of this group, and it, it is going to be between the patients and the doctors. But how do we get as patients? How do we get our doctors to become more aware of like all the techniques that are out there? Because I've had two bypasses now, and I I never heard the word kissing stance I never heard any of the other stuff he went straight to the bypasses and it's like as patient I have to be responsible for that but like y'all been talking about I didn't know any of this stuff till I got in this group so it's a part it's going to take a whole team in it
1: yeah I'm Douglas thanks for thanks for calling in just my opinion on that <clears throat> you know patients Often can be treated with balloons and stents, but sometimes they need bypass. Uh, it, we're, that's why it's just important to have a physician or a group of physicians that you trust and that are knowledgeable with respect to the disease process and kind of tailor a personalized treatment plan plan for you. Uh, you know, so I'm an interventional cardiologist. I don't do surgery, but I have I work with vascular surgeons, and if there are cases where we I don't feel like I can treat them appropriately with the equipment that I have. I refer them, refer them for, for, bypass, but in, you know, it's groups like what Kim is doing way to my heart. It's, it shows like this, in my opinion, that allow patients to learn more about the disease process, what's out there, ask the right questions and, you know, really be, like I said, be that quarterback of their care, get a good coach, but you've got to, you've got to execute those plays.
3: And I also think it's really important, for example, the conference that I attended, NCVH, just in the past couple of days, that the doctors were saying, wow, it's really great what we're learning here, but we're almost all ones who are attending this conference that are already drinking the Kool-Aid. How do we inspire other doctors who may be in different areas to come and join and want to learn something new and something different or even know that there is something different available. And we do have a. actually a doctor who was at the conference and we're going to get to him in just a moment. But stay with us here at the Heart of Innovation.
2: Welcome back to the Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist, Kim McNicholas, and interventional cardiologist, Dr. John Phillips.
3: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the program. Wow, an hour goes really, really quickly as we're just finding out here um, at the Heart of Innovation. And Dr. Phillips and I are just in here laughing, going, wait, where did the hour just go? As we've talked about, this is a live call-in show. Participation is really key and involving the patients, researchers, innovators, decision makers, and even more doctors into the conversation. Speaking of doctors, we have Dr. Fadi Saab uh, out of Michigan. He is one of the most advanced interventional cardiologists in the world. And we both just got back from the NCVH conference where we learned so many new tools and techniques. And Dr. Saab, thanks for, are you jet lagged?
4: <laughs> uh, hi, Kim. Hi, John. Uh, thanks uh, um Thanks for uh, reaching out, Kim, and letting me know that Dr. Phillips is on today so I can call and heckle him a little bit. I love it. Um, I love it. <laughs> so, you know, John is, is one of the uh, CLI fighters. He's a, he's a colleague, but uh, a pioneer in his area. And I think, uh, Kim, you and John touched on this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there isn't that many vascular specialists that are knowledgeable within the field of limb amputation per se. Um, And there's a lot of good doctors out there, but as you pointed out, there's there's severe deficiencies within the amount of knowledge or what can be done to salvage patients. But if I may, I wanted to just reiterate something that John said and you said earlier, and, and me as a physician actually appealing to all the patients and patient advocates and patient family members that we need their help. We need their help because... You know, just as Dr. Phillips and myself advocate for these patients that have no options or told that they have no options where we felt that they actually do. um, In the same way, I think it's very helpful if these physicians let doctors like me and Dr. Phillips and the primary care physician write letters to their physicians, write letters to the policy makers within their state where they live because i got to tell you um it's 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 a constant battle with this deadly disease but what's you know frustrating and painful is when you're having battle with insurance companies that are not necessarily up to date on some of these technologies when you're having battles with some of your colleagues that not necessarily as um advanced or well versed uh, in these techniques and you know that in some instances, not not to generalize, but in some instances, something uh, would be considered straightforward to physicians like Dr. Phillips that can be achieved in two hours or three hours versus, you know, there's nothing we can do and the patient will lose their leg. So very,
1: very that's, kinda,
4: that's, kinda, that's kind of an important area that I think we physicians, especially the physicians that do this kind of work, uh, need your help with. 60 minutes that could save
3: and that's and limb. where we are. Thank you so much, Dr. Saab. This is the heart of innovation. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks, everybody. Take care. This show is distributed by the Innovators Network. For more information and other great shows and content, visit the innovators.network.